0: You're listening to The Whole Testament, a podcast putting the Old and New Testaments back together. Today, we're starting a new series entitled Backward is Forward, where in the next three episodes, we're going to look at how going back to the beginning, or the Old Testament, helps us move our faith forward by unlocking truths about Jesus we might not have understood otherwise. In this appetizer episode, Kevin is going to open up a psalm that might shed some light on some of the last words Jesus spoke on the cross.
1: Hey everyone, this is Kevin. And uh, usually Dave does these uh, appetizers, which is the kind of the lead-in to the uh, entree where we discuss things more in depth with um, the three of us. Um, so it was my turn to kind of do a uh, an appetizer and the lead-in for our discussion about um, Jesus and his fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures. So what i really like to do um, today is, um, Actually, in this recording, it's, um, it's about 5.30 at night. And uh, what I'd like to do is I would like to look at Psalm 22. Um, many of you who have been in church for a lot of years have probably heard this passage before. Uh, while Jesus is on the cross, he says the following words. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if you've been in church for any number of years, you've heard this passage uh, taught and preached that this was the time with which uh, the father looked away from the son, that he for that he forsook them. He forsook him. Um, He took on the sin of humanity that the father could not look at um, the son anymore because he was, he was taking on the sin of the world and that, there's nothing wrong with that interpretation. Actually, that's, you know, a very solid biblical theology. Um, the angle that, that I would like to propose um, to you today is that not only was Jesus um, doing that, he was taking on the sin of humanity, that he was paying the penalty of our sin but the other, the other angle that I wanna explore with you is the idea that Jesus was fulfilling the scriptures. In that moment, he was fulfilling the scriptures. And if you have your Bibles, um, really take, sit down and take a good, uh, whatever, 15, 10 to 15 minutes and actually slowly read through Psalm 22. I won't do that for just the sake of the, the podcast and the time that we have together, but slow down and read, slowly read Psalm 22. And what you're going to find is that you're going to find that it, it com- it's a complete revelation uh, of, of Jesus as the Messiah and all that he went through um, on our behalf and the uh, interplay between the trusting, I trust you, Lord, and also the agony of understanding that he's being separated away from uh, the Lord. And uh, it's, it's magnificent. And there's so many layers to it that uh, we can't really do it justice. But one of the things that I, I definitely want to hit on today is that the Lord sees you. He sees you. Uh, just as he saw Jesus, he sees you in your uh, relationships, um, maybe with your coworkers that might be strained or a family member that's strained, or maybe you have physical pain in your body. Um, and it's almost a debilitating kind of pain. And I just want you to to know that the Lord really does see you and the reason I know that is because uh, Jesus um, went to the cross and he endured an incredible amount of excruciating pain on our behalf. Uh, by his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53 says that. But he didn't turn away from the pain. In um, Hebrews, it says that he, had, he looked forward to the joy uh, on the other side and scorning its shame, uh, the shame of the cross. So wherever you are today, if you're going through a certain amount of pain, if that's emotional pain or physical pain, or you're just feeling the tension of life, I just want you to know that the Lord does see you because he's been there. I'm kind of reminded of the, the Rich Mullins song, um, Bound to Come From Trouble. And uh, for those of you who don't, don't know Rich Mullins, he, he passed in the 90s. Um, but in the 80s, he, would, he recorded quite a bit of... Um, of music, Christian music. And one of his songs was bound to come some trouble. And, uh, he really does. Jesus really does know what it's like. And, uh, you'll find that he's in the midst of, of your pain. So, so, um, how did Jesus fulfill scripture? If we look at this at a surface level and we say, okay, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, the theological implications we've kind of already covered, but I just want to highlight a couple of verses and I'm going to pull these, pull these off of uh, the pages of the Bible and I'll quote the verse so that you can uh, maybe look at these later. but um, verse six, "But I am a worm, not a man scorned by mankind and de- despised by all the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads and they say, "He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him. He, for he delights in him." And that should sound familiar because in the Gospels, you know that the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, as he's hanging there um, between heaven and earth, um, they wag their heads and oh, he, he you know, he said he was going to tear down the temple. You know, come down and let him save himself. I mean, he he trusts in God. So the taunt that they actually um, are putting on Jesus, they're actually fulfilling Scripture, and they don't even know that they're doing it. So that's one of the that's one of the places. Um, if you skip down to verse uh, twelve, many bulls encompass me; strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open their mouths at me like. Uh, Roaring, uh, ravening and lion, a roaring lion. And that describes the uh, soldiers, the Roman soldiers who were very brutal. Um, And we know from history that they were just over the top, uh, brutal. And in that moment, them being around the foot of the cross uh, is a prophetic utterance. And when I say utterance, I mean, it's speaking something forward. So David Uh, and this is a Psalm of David. So the son of David's on the cross. It's the Psalm of David and the son of David is fulfilling the Psalm of David, which is just kind of a perplexing, amazing thing. Uh, Look at verse 14. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart uh, is like wax. It is melted within my breast or within the chest. Um, There's a, a lot of physical things that happen with, when a person um, was crucified. And one of the, the physiological things that they now know is that that sensation of the, jo- the joints coming out, feeling all your bones, and then the, the pressure that is on the heart, it almost feels like, um, like it's uh, uh, melting Um, verse 16, for dogs encompass me, a a company of evildoers encircle me. And then it says, they have pierced my hands and feet and I can count all my bones. They stare and they gloat over me and they divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. Well, if you're reading, (laughs) if you're reading the uh, gospel accounts and I'm laughing because it's it's so amazing that something that David could have written in like 1000 BC is actually being fulfilled in the life of Jesus, the exact sequence of events, um, because they actually do. They they cast lots for his clothing. They find a seamless garment and they decide not to tear that. Um, but you just see the the counsel and the wisdom of God forecasting uh, this suffering individual who who is the son of David. Um, and it's, it's doing it in such a uh, amazing detail. So as I'm looking through the, through the rest of these verses, you can just, you can keep reading. There's so many more verses that, that I could cover, but here's where I wanted to kind of turn the corner. So, so Jesus on the cross, he understands your suffering, um, but he's also eyeballing redemption. And, in the Hebrew culture, when they would say one verse, it was like they were saying, especially with the Psalms, like when they would say a verse, they would be very familiar with the whole thing. It wasn't, we just, you know, in our today, in our modern Christianity today, we would, you know, we would quote a verse and we would say, okay, well, I know that verse. Um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4, I think it's 4.13. Um, in their culture, if they would hear that they would think almost like the entire chapter, or maybe even within the context of the whole letter in the Psalms, they would, they would hear a phrase or they would hear um, a word and they would know um, the bigger context of that statement. So as we, as we're walking through the Psalms or Psalm 22, rather you, you have this suffering servant, this person that comes and suffers and is completely just wiped out physically. But then there's this corner that gets turned and near the end. And this is where I really want to spend the rest of our time. So not only does Jesus see our suffering, but he also is advocating and he's contending for our redemption. It says in verse 27: All the ends, all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations. Shall worship before him, for the king for the kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Now notice it doesn't say and he rules over just Israel; it's just over the nations. So you're getting this idea that everything that's happened up to this point in the Psalm is for the nations. He's forecasting a redemption that's going to come, and it's going to be delivered to the nations. Verse 29: All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even to the one who did, uh, who does not keep himself alive. So it's the living and the dead that are going to participate in this kind of blessing and redemption that this suffering, this suffering one is going to offer. Uh, and then verse 30 posterity shall serve him and it shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation, they shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn. And I'm going to repeat that. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn. And then the last phrase says that he has done it. And I want you to, I just want you to <laughs> just let that sink in for a second. And it's, and he and they shall proclaim, come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. That's you and me. Because from all physiological spatial time accounting, <laughs> I was yet unborn. I was not even born yet but the redemption that Jesus provides for his people by a shedding of his blood is outlined and laid out in Psalm 22. It is something that extends to the nations. It's for everyone, but it is also for you and it is also for me. So in the midst of our our struggle, the tension that we live in, uh, maybe our suffering, I just, want you to, I just want to remind you that our redemption is sealed, it's signed, sealed, and delivered in the blood of Jesus. And it is a proclamation not just to you, not just to me, but to the nations that he has done it. So I hope you uh, take some encouragement from these words. Thanks for spending uh, just a little bit of time with me. And uh, we look forward to a podcast where we unpack the bringing the old and the new uh, testaments together. And uh, let me pray. So Lord Jesus, I just pray over anybody that's listening right now, Jesus, I just pray that you bless them. If there's uh, any pain, emotional pain, physical pain, lord you are the great healer because you took on an incredible amount of pain uh, physically emotionally spiritually on our behalf and lord that you we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the great healer so lord we uh we focus on you and we give you our pain and lord we also thank you for the work on the cross that provides for our redemption And that proclamation that you have done it it is a finished thing. And we can rest in that redemption. And Lord, we also thank you that we can also share that redemption with those that we come into contact with. That it'd be a proclamation of redemption. And we love you. We just love you. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for walking with us in this life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks again for listening to The Whole Testament. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know at thewholetestament@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to get updates on the show and any extras we might decide to drop. Also, if you would rate us on your preferred podcast platform, it'll help other people find us who are searching for something like this. So go ahead and smash that five-star button. In the Entree episode of Backward is Forward... We will be chatting with Dave, Kevin, and Fred about the significant moments in their lives when the truths from the Old Testament significantly changed the way they understood Scripture. We release every two weeks, so don't miss it. We will see you next time on The Whole Testament.